Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, Wendy. Happy Halloween, Mike. So, what are you going as this year? Well, I already went over the weekend. I went as a zombie. Ah. Went to our good friend Lisa's gigantic, awesome Halloween birthday bash. Yeah, she did have a good one on Saturday. Yeah, and I used the same zombie costume that I've had since around 2008, I think. That's all right. <laughs> for that. But for actual Halloween, I'm going to uh, go as... Rocky Horror character Magenta. Oh, that's because I'm gonna go see it for the first time. Sweet. Well, Magenta, you gotta get your hairspray ready for that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Good. Well, that's a lot of fun. Well, uh, you don't have to feel bad that you've been the same uh, costume since 2008 because I wore the same Star Trek uniform I've had for 21 years. Now that's getting your money's worth out of a costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. That's right. So I've had that same Star Trek shirt. Uh, since 1996, and so I wore that on Saturday because I didn't feel like doing anything difficult to dress up. Yeah, the makeup thing is always kind of uh, a little bit of a, a hassle. Right. But uh, Smearing all that stuff all over your face. But there were some really cool costumes. There were. I've got my costume ready for tomorrow, though. It's a group costume going as uh, a, a surfer getting eaten by a shark. Oh, the family costume. Yep, it's family costume time. And so we got a little shark costume for the baby. Oh, that's cute. And she's been running. We've been testing it uh, like around the house so that she's not like totally freaked out by the fact that she's got like something on her head and everything like that. So she's been running around as a little shark over the weekend. And uh, that's going to be fun. And I'm looking forward to halfway through the trick-or-treating, dousing ourselves in blood uh, because the baby shark eats the surfers. Sounds like yeah, fun. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, I think it will be fun. And so, anyway, so Halloween. Uh, I'm looking forward to going. To, I haven't been trick or treating in you know twenty odd years, so I'm looking forward to getting some candy. Yeah, that's cool. My neighborhood uh, has been really quiet the past few years, and beyond that, I'm usually not home on Halloween, so <laughs> I just shut off the light. And you know, one year I put, or a couple of years I put a candy bowl out knowing full well that somebody would probably take it and dump the whole thing into their bag. But I came back and the whole entire bowl was still there and full of candy. So uh, I don't know. They must just, uh, maybe they're scared of my place. Or maybe people are just intrinsically good. <laughs> nah, that ain't true. We know that's not true. Come on, Mike. Anyway, everybody, you can feel free to tweet us pictures in your Halloween costume. We'll retweet them. If you do that to yeah. at Other Side Talk on Twitter. We'd love to retweet you in your Halloween costume and show everybody uh, what a cool thing. And, and Wendy, of course, will put some pictures of magenta in there. <laughs> and uh, I'll bring the baby shark out probably for some pictures as well. So I hope everybody's ha- happy Halloween. And yes. that's what we're talking about today. But we're about to get to it. First, we have to talk about our latest five-star review. Oh, yeah. It's five stars, and it says, one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, already love this guy. By Fantas Photo. A very entertaining podcast that covers all things weird and spooky. Mike and Wendy ask very good questions of their guests and always keep it fresh and pithy. Pithy, mm. that's right. That's I've always <laughs> been described as pithy. 
The music they create for each episode is always enjoyable and creative. Such a unique one-of-a-kind blend of weird stuff, laughs, seriousness, and music. Well, thank you, Fantas Photo. And I'm going to take a guess here that it might be a friend that we have by the name of Corey, who is an awesome photographer. Yes. And so we'll give him a quick shout, too, because you should definitely check out his work. We've seen him at several of the paranormal conferences, and you can find that at phantasmagoriaphoto.com. So thank you, Corey. Yes, thank Assuming you Assuming that's you. I was, just, I was just thinking about him today as I came over to the studio here uh, because his card is still in the cup holder of the van. Oh, cool. So, Corey, we're, st- we're thinking about you constantly now, man. <laughs> You're riding around in the van with Sunspot. <laughs> you are riding around with us. Thank you for the five-star review. We appreciate it. So today we're talking about Halloween traditions, fun things. I, I, mean, I think for me it started, really wanted to think about Halloween uh, in the 1980s and my own Halloween traditions because I started watching Stranger Things 2. Now we won't get too spoilery yes. for everybody because I haven't even no. finished it. And Wendy, have you? how much have you watched of it? I saw the first episode of season two and part of the second one, but I fell asleep. You passed out. It's all right. <laughs> it was a long weekend. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> but Stranger Things 2, if you guys haven't checked it out, at least the, the, the first few are really good. Um, and if it's any, if it's good as the first one, then I think we're all going to be happy. But it does look good. But it, if you guys haven't seen it, first of all, uh, I mean, get Netflix, get the free trial, and you can watch the whole thing in a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pretty much. Um, but you have seen it. You know that it, it, it's all about Halloween in 1984. And the funny thing about Stranger Things, Wendy, I think, is that, number one, the, the Duffer brothers, the guys who created it, um, are not old enough to, like, even have been alive in the 80s. <laughs> or maybe, like, you know, not conscious or anything. They're young. The Duffer brothers are young. And yeah. they, they just love 80s stuff. Cool. So I, did, uh, I do appreciate the, the nostalgia coming from people who didn't even live through it. Because sometimes yeah. when I see the people that live through it, um, like us, and you're talking to somebody about it. They're like, "Oh, I just remember uh, things were so much simpler and better back then." <laughs> it, well, it's easy to start getting all triacly and saccharine and all you know nostalgic about your sure, of course, your youth. We talk about nostalgia, you know, just as a thing that people use for marketing and stuff like that now. But the original word for nostalgia, I mean, the original meaning of nostalgia actually is a, is a sickness. That the, the Greeks would talk about, um, mm. ancient Greeks would talk about, uh, when people were out and they were like boating around, you know, <laughs> or they were in the army and they were away from home. Nostalgia was the sickness, like a, a real homesickness that people felt. Aww. So when we talk about nostalgia, you know, you have wis- you know, wistful and misty-eyed thinking about our youths and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, I'm still holding on to my youth if I'm still wearing a Star Trek uniform that I had in my 20s. Hey, um, don't let that go, Mike. Not my 20s. I had that when I was 19. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Pre-20s. Yeah, my pre-20s. I was like, oh, yeah, I wore it in my 20s. I'm like, oh, my God, no, I wore it in my teens. <laughs> But that's the whole, so. I mean, people thought of nostalgia as something that was actually bad because uh, it made soldiers not want to be away from their moms. And I mm. understand because who does, right? Um, especially when we're talking about the family and Halloween. And you know what I liked about Stranger Things too was everybody's at the arcade, even though they're they're way too into Dig Dug, for I think than you know a regular you know eleven year old. You know Dig Dug was fun. Well, 
Yeah, they keep walking right past that centipede machine and I'm like, come on, that's way more fun. Right. Centipede was way better for like groups of kids to compete with each other. <laughs> right. You know, than Dig Dug was. Because Centipede you'd have it was just the levels and more action and stuff. Yeah. And Dig Dug was a little bit slower. It just didn't seem a game like four kids <laughs> that would go head to head at one time and play. But I did appreciate the Dragon's Lair. Yeah, there. yeah, that was funny. And Dragon's Lair, they even put in this one, and I, I don't know if the Duffer Brothers wrote that one or whoever, but Dragon's Lair did cost more than usual video games. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with Dragon's Lair, it's, you know how a regular video game, especially in the early 1980s, was cheesy graphics, like 8-bit. I mean, how did they look? It looked like stick figures most of the time, right, Wendy? Yeah, I would say. That's a good description. Yeah. It's mostly it's mostly looking at stick figures, kind of like the people with those SLS cameras. Uh, you know, you see the stick figures, and I didn't realize that the technology from the SLS camera actually comes from the uh, the Microsoft the Xbox Connect. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, it's meant to pick up human movement. Uh huh. And so those are the patterns it's looking for. So it's no okay. one, it, it's like pareidolia. Pareidolia is where you see faces and everything. Like you look up in a cloud, you see a face. I'm looking at the wall right now, I see a face. And it's because our, our human minds are designed to see faces. Patterns, right, right, exactly. And especially faces because faces are unique. You know, that's kind of how we differentiate each other. Like dogs have more unique smells, you know? So a dog kind of looks like any other dog. Like a cocker spaniel looks like another cocker spaniel. Because, because they don't, I don't know if they see in black and white. Wendy, the dogs really see in black and white. That's what they say. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm not an expert on that. <laughs> no, I was just wondering if you knew that because you had, you've had dogs and I've never had a dog, so I can't say. Well, yeah, I've had dogs, but I didn't like do color tests with them or anything okay. like that. Or say like, find the red, you know, get the red marker <laughs> for me spot. Rough. Uh, anyway, so I was just wondering about that. But anyway. So humans, we're designed to see faces because that's how we differentiate each other. Just like dogs are designed to have such powerful smell, they can tell which dog is which from the smell. Yeah. So anyway, that just reminded me of the SLS cameras when I was thinking about 1980s video games because that's what it looks like. Somebody superimposing like a 1980s video game over a thing right. and saying it's a ghost. I just don't buy it. But that's me and that's all right. So Dragon's Lair was a cartoon that you could play. And you had to move the joystick at very specific times in one direction. <laughs> like you have to up, down, left, right. That's, those were your options. Move the joystick or hit the sword button. So you can move the joystick and hit the sword button. And there'd be a little pause. And then either you'd live or you'd die. But the time to hit the joystick was really, really specific. Yeah. You had like two seconds or if not that, you know, to do it right. And it was very arbitrary. You'd be like, oh, move left. And you try to move left. And if you didn't move at the exact right second, like the exact right second, you'd die. And you'd blow through 50 cents because it would cost twice as much as a regular video game to play Dragon's Lair. So last night in the show, when he says like, oh, we're wasting, you know, he's like, you're wasting my quarters. Uh, they, they made a comment about how Dragon's Lair was more expensive than the real, than the regular games. And I, I appreciated that little bit of accuracy. Because <laughs> they're, they're not always accurate, the Stranger Things. They try. Um, but that I really did appreciate that. Yeah, that's true. But they do the Halloween stuff. Like you can see that Winona Ryder, she's uh, she's sewing a Ghostbusters patch. And, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I love the Ghostbusters thing, but I don't want to give away too much because some people uh, haven't seen the sure. episode yet. No, but they, they show them in the Ghostbusters uniforms in the in the promo. Oh, okay. All right. 
So that's why I brought uh, that, and they, they show them at the arcade and stuff. Like that. So I, I felt okay talking about. It. We're not spoiling. Yeah. <laughs> to mention they're wearing, they're gonna wear Ghostbusters uniforms at some point, and it's 1984. They're gonna, you know, uh, Halloween of 1984. They're gonna have to. And the thing that I wonder if they're gonna bring in talking about Halloween in the 1980s is, are they gonna bring in any of the satanic panic stuff? Ooh. You know. Yeah, that would have been relevant to that time, huh? Oh, absolutely. You know. They do bring in a little bit of that Russian hysteria that 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 comes in. That even comes in in the first yes. season. They talk about people are scared of the Russians, and mm-hmm. it's weird. Like we were, I, I did think of the Russians as bad guys. In the oh, 1980s. totally. And uh, it was something you were worried about. Listen to this now. Since Allison's not here to tell this story, the Russian panic kind of thing. She was dating a guy who and this is not this is high school this, you know uh she's dating somebody that is like he wants to go into the army and when chernobyl happens he calls up alice he's like here the great thing that happened in russia today oh my god yeah and you know allison is a, such a peacenik and a hippie oh. and i mean she was just you know she was like in tears over oh. a, a you know a nuclear uh yeah uh, a radio radiation and stuff like that and you know he calls up and says that and i i think that that might have been the beginning of the end for that relationship but i remember she told yeah. me about it i'm like <laughs> and even as a little kid who loved gi joe and hated the commies uh i was like you know you don't wish bad things upon the regular guys and stuff no of course not but it really was you know you thought of russia as the enemy and scary and nuclear war and everything and all of a sudden in 1989 well that's over we're buddies now yeah. like that that's, you just realize how much bull crap is given to us by governments when you understand that a year before people are cheering chernobyl and a year after we're all hugging over the berlin wall yeah but i like that they brought that that russian paranoia into stranger things a little bit and i'm hoping that they bring the satanic panic and if you <laughs> and we've obviously talked about the satanic panic a lot on the show yeah i think we had a whole episode about it didn't we we've approached it we've, we've talked about false memories we've talked about dungeons and dragons we've never had the in-depth i'm waiting to get like an expert somebody that's written a book on it and i really want to learn stuff that i don't know about the satanic panic and this week i did specific to Halloween. So we're looking up different, you know, things about Halloween, stuff that we didn't know. And I think that's yeah. the the, po- the point of this episode is to talk of things about Halloween that we didn't know. And not that I'm a Halloween expert, but I, I would say <laughs> compared to most people, Wendy, you and I are <laughs> Halloween We've experts. done a fair amount of research into it. <laughs> yes, we talked about Halloween several years in a row. We've played enough Halloween shows. Yeah, I talk about it on the Waukesha Ghost Tour you in the script that you wrote, so. Right. <laughs> A little bit of history there. And you do talk about, well, and that's, we can actually mention a couple of things about that in a little bit. But this this is something I didn't know about. 1989. So 1989, we're just talking about it. Fall of the Berlin Wall. Ghostbusters 2 came out. Star Trek 5 came out. Uh, but near Halloween, parents in North Carolina were reluctant to send their children out for Halloween candy because there were rumors that Satanists planned to abduct and murder them in ritual sacrifice. That's scary. Imagine that coming through the grapevine or that on your Facebook oh feed. Hey, everybody, don't you know? Don't let your kids go out for Halloween this year because there's Satanists looking to kidnap your well, child and sacrifice them. And that was back when you actually trusted the news. There weren't all these fake stories right. running around and you'd read something <laughs> fake, made-up clickbait online. Well, how many times has one of your older relatives sent you some kind of email? That's some kind of ch- you know, some kind of chain or some kind of 
uh, letter or something like that email where they get something and it's an urban legend like the thing about yeah. if somebody flashes the lights at you it's a gang initiation right or whatever <laughs> or that there's gas pumps they yeah. have needles on them gas pumps with needles with aids on them or something like really was like that like oh yeah no yeah. you can get aids from a gas pump needle like oh my god you cannot get aids from a gas pump needle <laughs> number one and number two nobody's doing that but you know they're sending so it makes me think that there's generations of people that trusted the media in a way that we cannot now yeah and and so if they get this in their church bulletin or they get this in their uh, you know, they talk to a friend, says, oh, yeah, watch out for the Satanists. And the thing is, people did think that Satanists were running around in the 1980s. Um, there was that famous McMartin daycare trial where they were saying that the people who ran the daycare were Satanists. And those guys were in jail for like over a decade before like mm-hmm. nobody was there was no Satanist daycare where kids <laughs> were getting molested and stuff. Are you people idiots? But this thing, I mean, Geraldo did stuff on Satanists. Sally Jesse Raphael did stuff on Satanists. Like the talk shows at the time were talking about these Satanists running wild and plotting things. And it's, I mean, it's alive and well in some places. You can go on Reddit and yeah. you'll see people talking about Satanists. And things. <laughs> wow. I mean, right. So, I mean, don't go on Reddit if you can avoid it. But uh, here's the actual news article. And this is from the, uh, the newspaper. For weeks, law officers across the state have been fielding inquiries about reports of a plan by unidentified Satan worshipers to kidnap and sacrifice children, but they have found no evidence to support the rumors. We've had calls from people throughout the state asking about it. State Bureau of Investigation Deputy Director Charles Dunn said Friday, in backtracking on it, we have not been able to substantiate any of the rumors. The most common rumor is that a satanic cult plans to abduct one or more blonde-haired, blue-eyed children between the ages of two and five for a human sacrifice on Halloween. Garner Police Chief says all these parents of blonde-haired, blue-eyed children are frantic. I'll bet I've received 500 phone calls from mothers saying that they were going to dye their children's hair. So this is happening in 1989. That's extreme. This is the modern age. I mean, it's not, I guess it's, it's the pre-internet age, but this is the modern age. And people are like, they're Satanists coming to capture your child. And you know, the cops are just like, yeah. uh, no, there's been no reports of <laughs> Satanists really anywhere. Nothing to worry about. But I, I mean, I just wonder if they're going to, they're going to tackle the Satanic panic in Stranger Things because that was, a re- I mean, that's a real thing. That's yeah. that is a real panic that people have when they were worried that Satanists were going to come abduct children on Halloween, and uh, nobody's going to abduct children. I mean, Satanists probably aren't going to abduct anybody this Halloween, and never really had because they didn't exist. I'm trying to think what 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 our current paranoia is that's like that, but I can't think of anything. Well, what? Go ahead. Uh, just you know, recently, and we've talked about this before, but uh, the trick or treat. They're having poison candy mm-hmm. or there was an urban legend about a blue star fake tattoo. And if you got if your kid got that, it was actually LSD, but it might be laced with strychnine. Um, oh, I don't know about the blue star tattoo. Yeah. And recently I saw a friend of ours posted on Facebook. If your kid has any of these in their trick or treat bag, make sure you take them out because they're laced with uh, marijuana. <laughs> and they were like the little mini candy bars, but they're in a different kind of packaging. So I think that that would probably be it kind of perpetuates, but it started with the poison candy or the candy yeah. with the, you know, needles in it. And well, somebody did poison candy. One guy, right. a crazy guy in Texas in the 1970s poisoned his kids. 
Yeah. So, so sad. Right. Depressing. But that's that's the only case. Nobody like no strangers or weirdos are just poisoning candy, giving it to kids. And I don't even. Yeah. There haven't been any um, reports <laughs> right. of kids getting sick from eating their, their trick or treat candy other than maybe eating too much of it in one sitting. <laughs> oh, but. yeah. I mean, let's talk about the I think remember at the end of the Halloween night, it was just like a bonanza. You know, I was talking to our guitar player and his wife about the trick-or-treating and how they do it with their five-year-old and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, we divide the candy up and everything, and it's going to be over time. And they had this really healthy outlook. And I'm thinking when I was a kid, you made it. You, I made it through like half the bag that night. And like if half <laughs> yeah. the bag made it to the end of the week, then, <laughs> you know, like I went for it. Like that, that Halloween <laughs> candy haul. There Let was, me guess. All the Reese's peanut butter cups were gone first. Oh, Reese's peanut butters and Snickers, <laughs> like they were out there. Sometimes my sister yeah. would look in my bag and see what I got, like if I got anything better or different, and she'd swank it. Yep, you know? yep. And then trade some things. We'd always dump our bags out, you know, and then if anybody had something they liked better or yeah. worse, we'd trade. Well, Wendy, you like candy corn, don't you? Oh, yeah, I love candy yeah, corn. Yeah, so you love candy corn. So you must have had like a bonanza on Halloween because wasn't everybody trying to trade their candy corn to you? I don't remember getting that much candy corn. Oh, and man. I haven't had any this year, by the way. I'm waiting. Okay. I think I'm going to have to hit up the uh, post-Halloween clearance rack. Oh, yeah. Stock up. <laughs> that is the time. But it just amazes me because I wouldn't even think about like saving candy or rationing it or whatever. And they were just so like, oh, no, she's going to have a few tonight and then a few the next night and then a few like, like, Ooh, it's not going to make it to Saturday. Well, your parents went by the, you know, let the kid learn his own lesson kind of thing. Oh, right? yeah. Make oh, your yeah. own rules. <laughs> Yeah, and I learned my, I mean, I ate myself sick until I was like 15 years old. I, th- I think I, I stopped trick-or-treating when I was like 13 because I'm like, oh, that's for kids. And then a couple of years later, I realized I wasn't getting candy on Halloween, so I started going out again. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I'm handing out candy. Anyway, so, but uh, that is a lot of fun, and I, and I can't wait to, to start getting, because my child's not going to eat her candy, so I'm going to. So I'm going to get a haul tomorrow, just like I'm six years old again. So I'm excited. And then you can that. send the video into, uh, is it Jimmy Fallon that has the thing where the parents tell their kids they ate all their Halloween candy? Oh, that Jimmy Kimmel does that. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. I was getting that, that, that Right. The Jimmys, the late night Jimmys. Yeah. But I always, uh, uh, always enjoyed trick-or-treating. And here's something I didn't know about trick-or-treating. Like We had talked about how people used to trick-or-treat on Thanksgiving in the United States, like originally. But there's an even older tradition that I'd never heard. I can't believe we didn't hear about this before called soul caking. Please share. I don't even know so what that is. So you never heard about soul caking? Okay. No. So now I'd never heard this word before either, which makes me feel like, you know, I, I haven't been studying Halloween like I should, or maybe we're living in the, yeah. Ma- maybe we're living in the Mandela effect world. And I didn't What's even realize. Going on? Um, number one, all Hallow's Eve, Halloween, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day. So All Saints Day, November 1st, All Souls Day, uh, November 2nd, hallowed, sacred saints. So All Saints Day, the, the night before All Saints Day is called All Hallow's Eve because you pray f- to the hallowed souls. You pray for the hallowed souls, the saints, that next day. And they call it All Hallow Tide. Those three days are called All Hallow Tide. Okay. Like we have Christmas Tide or Yule Tide. Yeah. There's all hallow tide. And I'd never heard that before. All hallow tide? Yeah. So new word. I guess I haven't heard that either, but it sounds fun. Yeah. All hell well. <laughs> Makes me feel like Halloween is being stretched out a little longer. <laughs> right. Well, they knew how to party. They twelve days they really was twelve days of Christmas. Like they'd start Christmas <laughs> Eve and they'd go until January sixth and they just partied for twelve days. 
you know, now everybody goes back to work the day after Christmas. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously we have yeah. iPhones and stuff and that's great, but we don't have 12. When's the last time we had a 12 day party? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been a while. One of the sunspot tours. Yeah, I was going to say, we had a seven-day party at South By this year, so it was pretty close, <laughs> but not a, uh, not 12 days, um, not at least since the, the last tour last year. Okay, so what would happen is souling, trick-or-treating at the time, was called souling, and okay. kids would go, and they would go to the doors of like rich people and say that we would say prayers for your soul and the souls of your friends. Because there was a time uh, early in the, the Christian church that they thought that people had a hard time getting to heaven uh, because we're all sinners. There's the Christian concept of original sin. Uh, that's why we needed to be forgiven by Jesus and he had to die on the cross and blah, blah, blah. You guys know the score. And so we're all sinners. And so we all have a hard time going to heaven. So we need people to pray for our souls after we die. Otherwise, we might not go to heaven. We might get stuck in purgatory. and mm. Right. That doesn't sound fun. No, nobody likes purgatory. <laughs> um, I mean, don't they refer to in, uh, in Chance, Silence, Stop, Bob Strike Back? Don't they? No, I'm sorry. In Dogma, don't they refer to Milwaukee as purgatory? <laughs> or something like that. They're like, yeah, even worse, Milwaukee. <laughs> Makes some kind of joke, and I'm watching Ouch. that, and I'm like, oh, man. But anyway, people would have to pray for the souls of their relatives because they wanted their relatives to go to heaven and they wanted to go follow them to heaven. So the idea was the kids would go around and they say, oh, sir, we'll pray for the soul of you and your family if you give us a little cake. And then they would Aww. give them a little cake and they call them a soul cake. And I had not heard that. Yeah, right. I'd never heard about that either. During, during all Hallowtide is when they would do it. And so All right. it was, and, and poor people would do that too. If you didn't, you know, if you didn't have food, you'd go, here's a chance to get some, here's, to get some cakes. Maybe we should try that. We should, we should probably try to do it for, uh, just start knocking on random doors and offering. Right. Can I, and we should probably do it in that accent that you used. <laughs> oh, sir. Right, that's a horrible, <laughs> can I, I'll pray for your soul if you give me a small cake. You sound like Oliver Twist or something. That's the point. Can, can I have some more? Uh, more? There's even a little like a soul cake song. God bless the master of this house, the mistress also, and all the little children that round the table you grow. Likewise, young men and maidens, your cattle and your store, and all that dwells within your gates, we wish you ten times more. Uh, a soul, a soul, a soul cake. Please, good missus, a soul cake. An apple, a pear, a plum or a cherry. Any good thing to make us all merry. One for Peter, <laughs> two for Paul, three for him who made us all. And... There was a little soul cake song. Aww. And even Peter, Paul, and Mary uh, covered it. Um, Sting covered it on his album, If it, On a Winter's Night. Sting covered it on his Christmas album, which hmm. since it's after uh, 1994, it's probably a Sting song that isn't any good. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I did like that Desert Rose song. Oh, remember that Desert Rose song? That was pretty good. But that's about it since like the 1990s. But yeah, so they had a soul cake song and that's kind of where trick-or-treating comes from. They did it all around Halloween. All right. And funny enough, um, who's the guy that played uh, Dwight on The Office? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson played Dwight in The Office and uh, he's a really spiritual guy. He has like a spiritual website and stuff called Soul, soul Pancake. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. So he had this Soul Pancake website and and site, and he's a he's a Baha'i, which is a super interesting religion. And I've actually been to one of the Baha'i temples, and it's 
very transparent, very open, very interesting. But uh, Soul Pancakes, now we know where he got the soul of the cake from. There you go. So that was something new I learned about Halloween, and I enjoyed learning that. Wendy, what's something that you learned? Well, I got really curious about apple bobbing. As you do? Well, <laughs> because I was at the store the other day, and I wanted to buy some Honeycrisp apples, and I got a big bag of them, but they were like tiny little apples, you know? I'm like... Oh, these would make for good apple bobbing apples, but they're not necessarily the greatest for like snacking apples, you know? Sure. You want a, you want a big fat apple. Yeah. I want to be able to, I don't want to have to eat like three of them. Hell yeah. So, but anyway, uh, so I looked a little bit into it and I found some kind of cool things. First K- of all. Kind of cool. Yeah. So first of all, just going back to what you were discussing before about the, the Romans, you know, converting the ancient Celtic holidays into like their own holiday sort of trying to combine everything with the All Saints Day. Mm -hmm. What I read was that they combined the festivals and the first festival was called Feralia, a day in late October where Romans marked the passing of the dead. And the second was Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruits and trees. Mm -hmm. The symbol for Pomona is an apple. And so some people think that that's the reason why bobbing for apples became a tradition associated with Halloween. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of Pomona before. No, but going back to the game of apple bobbing, which is, you know, it's popular at Halloween parties. I had a Halloween party when I was a kid. My parents let me and I went crazy with the decorating and all the treats and all that. But we did bob for apples, which now I think about it very unsanitary. (laughs) Totally unsanitary because everybody puts their mouth like in the same thing of water. Right. Like, like, so that's, (laughs) it's like stale water with the apples in it. Everybody's got their mouth in it. And I think today you'd need some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of form for the kids to fill out, you know, (laughs) like a mouth guard. Did did, did we, uh, you know, did we clear this with your parents? We will be bobbing for apples and you you (laughs) might hurt your teeth or something might happen that damages your little mouth. Right. So, you know, I just, I learned that there's, Another game in Ireland they called uh, Snap Apple. What do you, how do you play Snap Apple? It's very similar, but they hang the apple from like a tree branch or a door frame. And then you have to try to grab it from underneath as opposed to like dunking into the water. Maybe more sanitary now that I think about it. Yeah, um, but makes... way harder. <laughs> I don't know. And then you're like jumping up and down and then you're sitting there and then your face smacks against the apple or you hit the tree. But anyway. yeah, they say that in Newfoundland and Labrador... They actually, uh, Snap Apple Night is a synonym for Halloween. Oh, okay. So, so if we say tomorrow to somebody, happy Snap Apple Night to you? <laughs> we could try it. Yeah. Be like, happy Snap Apple Night. And then I get punched. But taking this down on a, a, a little bit further of a, a tangent, mm-hmm. it's still related to Halloween. But when I was reading about apple bobbing and Snap Apple, yeah. uh, I, I fell down the, the hyperlink <laughs> yeah, oh, rabbit hole. Yeah, do. And discovered the game of snapdragon which is also known as flap dragon okay so it's got a few different names but it was a parlor game from about the 16th century and typically it was played in the winter time around christmas but people think that it was also a halloween time activity but get this mike i'm getting it so (laughs) brandy was heated and placed in a wide shallow bowl Mm. raisins were placed in the brandy which was then set alight that sounds fun, right? Yeah, I'm well, flaming brandy. I'm going to do that when I go home. Yeah. So typically lights were extinguished or dimmed to increase the eerie effect of the blue flames playing across the liquor. 
The aim of the game was to pluck the raisins out of the burning brandy and eat them at the risk of being burnt. Hey, wow. Yeah. So that's how they partied in the 16th century. Yeah, yeah. So there was a quote from an 18th century article that said, the wantonness of the thing was to see each other look like a demon as we burned ourselves and snatched out the fruit. <laughs> so the burning yourself was like part of the fun, I guess. But yeah, All right, seems, well, that seems like a bit more hazardous, maybe a, a grown up game. Not so much like yeah. at a kid's Halloween party, but. <laughs> well, one of the one of the verses of the Soul Cake song, they're looking for a strong beer. Mm, so they're like, right, oh, give well, us a cake or a strong beer. And I like how but that's why like, we like Halloween. It's for everybody. It is. But I love how the kids say, like, we're looking for a... St- like, they don't just want any beer. Like, these kids are like, no, don't give me a Michelob Golden Light. Like, uh, give me something real. Right. I want a craft beer. Yeah, I want a stout with, like, 8%. Uh, none of this. Right. None, I'm not, what am I on a diet? I'm poor. I'm already on a diet. <laughs> See my ribs. Anyway. I like that. Well, that's a fun game. Well, we've... Th- I mean, when's the last time you had a flaming shot? Um, I think it was in Austin, Texas yes. when that guy made the lunchbox shots for us. Yeah. And, and he had to be all secretive about it cause he'd get in trouble cause they weren't <laughs> supposedly weren't allowed to do flaming shots. Right. And, but yeah, those are, I was, yeah, I've never been well. And also, uh, the, there's some desserts and things where they do that too. They set it alight. Oh yeah. Like a flaming mo. No. <laughs> I don't know. I I I remember a flambeau. I mean, I've had a flaming dessert oh. before, but I haven't thought about it in a while. Isn't there one called like, is it baked Alaska or? Oh, I can't remember. I mean, there is something called baked Alaska. I don't know if you set it on fire, but I okay. I do remember on my twenty first birthday, I did order a flaming shot. How'd it go? Well, it was hot, but it was awesome. <laughs> well, you was twenty one, and so like you, at midnight when yeah. you're twenty one, we went to Paul's Club in downtown, and you start just. You know, when you first start drinking, you start going for all the the weird stuff. You don't just stick to like, Absolutely. yeah, I'll have a Jack and Coke or whatever. It's like, no, I'm going to have a flaming shot and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, because suddenly you're, this whole menu is open to you that you've never had access to before. So you got to find the coolest and the most unique things you can. Right. And uh, so I was like, but it was great. I mean, the, the bartender's like, what? Yeah, I'll do a flaming <laughs> shot. Awesome. Because they want to show off and they know they're getting a good tip. If they set something on fire yeah. for you. Right. And, and I loved it. So <laughs> anyway, so thank that's very interesting about the yeah. bobbing for apples. Uh, yeah. So that's where it came from. And and then, you know, Snapdragon is something that maybe we'll have to try. Snapdragon, we're doing we're the feeling. Sunspot Show on Friday. We're doing <laughs> that's it. right. Snapdragon at the Sunspot Show. Mm-hmm. Here's something new I learned about Halloween, Wendy. Oh, what's that, Mike? Well, Halloween isn't just... Uh, it wasn't just picked as this date for a random thing. Like I always thought Halloween was at this day um, because of number one, All Souls Day and All Saints Day. There, so so what I figured what they did was they took the pagan festival of whatever kind of um, you know dressing like a spirit to avoid evil spirits and the time when the veil between uh, the world of the dead and the world of the living uh, was the thinnest. I thought that they just picked it randomly, like, you know what, we're going to we're gonna take this kind of festival they already have, and we're going to put it right before our church festival that happens on November 1st and 2nd. And that's why I thought Halloween was this time of year. But no, 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 no. The reason that Halloween is October 31st is because this is the exact halfway point between the autumnal equinox and the winter solstice. 
So there's an astronomical reason that they had it at, at this point. And, ah. and so the Celts had Halloween. So really, October 31st is the date that the Celts celebrated Halloween. Because yeah, it's their New Year's Eve. Right. And, you know, we think about like Christmas, like the actual day of Christmas was just picked out as uh, the 25th of December because, you know, they actually think that if Jesus was born in the year zero or whatnot, that he'd probably been born sometime in September, not December. And we have Easter because Easter was a different holiday and they just kind of piggybacked on that holiday. But Halloween is October 31st is the day for magic. And mm. um, it's called a cross quarter day. And there's four okay. cross quarter days on the solar calendar. And I did not realize that Groundhog's Day is one of those days. <laughs> So there's a reason that Groundhog's Day, February 1st, is we celebrate it. I always thought people just did it for fun, like it was a joke, you know? Yeah, because there's nothing else to do, and it's cold, and it's like, hey, let's just liven up this time of year a bit. But they picked that specifically because it's one of the quarter quarter days. Uh, May Day is also one of the days. So we talked about— That's why they have the Maypole— that's right. And we've, we talked about May Day a bunch before. And <laughs> Valpurgisnacht. We even wrote a story about Valpurgisnacht. And the original Mischief Nights and Devil's Night were Valpurgisnacht nights in, in that May Day celebration. Right. And also there's a day called Lamas Day. What? That's right. Lamas <laughs> Day. So August 1st <laughs> is the other like quarter day. And it's called Lamas Day or, or Loaf Mass. It's people, <laughs> people were celebrating the first wheat harvest. In the British ah. Isles. And so it's the first harvest of the season is that particular uh, cool. day, August 1st. So that's Lamas Day. And Lamas, they, they do things together. Like they bundle sticks together, like the like the Blair Witch for Lamas Day. That's part of the, the tradition. I guess it's big in Wicca. They'll do it. Like I'm when I'm looking up, like people are talking about Lamas Day and they're like the hashtag pagan life, hashtag green witchcraft. Hashtag witchy. You know, <laughs> I use that hashtag all the time. Hashtag <laughs> pagans of Instagram. Oh, my. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So Lama stays a big party on August 1st. Bundle some sticks together like a little person. Make the Blair Witch out of it. Um, but yeah, the quarter holidays. So there is an astronomical reason why we have Halloween on October 31st. And that so it's it's not just a holiday picked out of. Nowhere is a holiday picked for a specific reason. So that was All something right. I did not previously know about Halloween. And I thought that was interesting. Indeed it is. So what's something else that you discovered, Wendy, in your search for Halloweeniness? Okay. Well, you know, fire is a big deal around Halloween. Fire, People fire. like to have bonfires. They light up their, you know, pumpkins at Lisa's party. Yeah, somebody blew up a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. But do you ever wonder why it's called a bonfire? You know, I've never even thought about why it's called a bonfire. I thought it was named Mr. Bon Scott from ACDC. Okay. That's a, you know, that's a reasonable that, assumption. That, that is actually, a, that is actually a, it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, we're going to, because ACDC was awesome. We're going to name fire after, yeah, bonfire. <laughs> I thought maybe it was, you know, the French word bon, bon, oh, for, good. for good. Yeah. Good fires, you know. Why not? As opposed but, to a ma- would a malfire be the bad uh, one? There you go. You are just so up on your français. Look at me. I'm a I'm ribbit. I'm ribbiting like a frog. <laughs> but I was reading about 
Britain and the celebrations going on there, which is not a ton on actual Halloween, but on the evening of November 5th, they light bonfires and effigies are burned and fireworks are set off for Guy Fawkes Day. Oh, remember, remember the 5th of November. That's right. So it's similar time of year. It's only like a week after Halloween, but it's not related to the Samhain Celtic tradition. But anyway, eh. so uh, the Guy Fawkes Day festivities were designed to commemorate the execution of notorious English traitor Guy Fawkes. And since he was executed on November 5th, the first bonfires were called bone fires. And they were set up to burn effigies and symbolic bones of the Catholic Pope. Oh, they hate the Pope. Yeah. So there you go. Because Fox was a member of a Catholic group that wanted to remove the Protestant King James from power. So that's where it's all. So it goes down to the bonfires, bone fires. They weren't just fires. They were bone fires. Ah, okay. And that's interesting. So they really didn't want to... I've never heard that about wanting to burn the Pope. Like, I know about Guy Fawkes masks. Obviously, V for Vendetta, we all learned it. And I always said Guy Fawkes Day was was an interesting holiday. Well, or a celebration. Like, like, let's celebrate an execution kind of thing. And I knew that the whole thing, the Catholic versus Protestant and the Anglican Church was pretty gruesome. I mean, that's man for all seasons. Uh, You know, Thomas More, it's what kind of... He got executed because he wouldn't convert. And... The whole Bloody Mary, you know, that name Bloody Mary comes from um, when a Catholic Uh queen took over, Queen Mary, she took over uh, before Queen Elizabeth. uh, Mm. She killed it. She tried to convert the country back to Catholicism and it went poorly. People fought, things like that. So she killed a lot of people and they called her Bloody Mary. Well, the tradition has other similarities to our Halloween. Let's hear about it. Children sometimes walk the streets carrying an effigy or guy. And they go around asking for a penny for the guy. <laughs> Sorry, I, that was I'm going to do, do that tomorrow. I'm just going to walk around when I'm trick-or-treating. Can yeah. I get a penny for the guy? Just make yourself a little like voodoo doll kind of thing. And then they would keep the money for themselves. Uh, so it's kind of something similar to trick-or-treating. But the kids would go around and ask for a penny for the guy. Can I get a penny for my guy? Well, I liked when people gave money for trick-or-treat. Did you like when people gave money for trick-or-treat? Oh, yeah. One of our neighbors would always give us a dollar, like a dollar Ooh, bill. I'd go back to the neighbor, like, I'd change masks and keep going back. That was my favorite. We didn't have the, you know, nowadays I keep hearing about um, places like dentist's office that will exchange. They'll have like a little store the kids can go and exchange their candy for non-candy items. Right. And I've heard of parents buying their candy from the kids. I swear if my parents did that, I probably would have just gone for all the cash. Right. Well, I'm, maybe kept maybe kept a Twix bar for myself, but I would have ran away. I'd have been like, "That's <laughs> it. I'm out. I'm done." I would have ran away from home if my parents would try to take away my Halloween candy. No, no, it's not taking it away. They they buy it from you, so you you you're turning your candy into cash. Or actually, what I could do probably is if you got enough cash, then you just go to the clearance sale at Walgreens and or buy. Whatever, oh my gosh, you, you could, could multiply your candy. That's brilliant. Bingo. So that actually, I would recommend that the children everywhere to do the buyback program <laughs> and get even more candy, and then just pig pig out for like a week. Or then you could take that candy and save it for next year, and then sell it back, and you're like doubling your money, tripling it. This, these are candy investment strategies <laughs> from the See You on the Other Side podcast. Hashtag candy investment strategies. Yes. Um, no, that's pretty good. Hey, well, we had a dentist in our neighborhood, and he he would give like a toothbrush, like a mini toothbrush. Ooh. And that was okay. Like we all, because he was a really nice guy. Like everybody's like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Um, we had uh, an Avon lady, and she'd give you candy, <laughs> and then she'd give you like an Avon sampler 
for she's like, and this that's that's cute, and this that's is very enterprising. Yeah, this is this is trick or treat for your mom, and she was always nice. And then there was the people who had like no soliciting on their doors or whatever. Yeah. Like, what, there was one lady in my neighborhood who had a thing that said, "No soliciting. If you sit on this door for more than five minutes, the police will be called." It was it was really like that. I was like, "I will call the police." That's hostile. Did anybody ever give you an orange? That always annoyed me. No, not too much fruit. I don't want fruit. That's nature's candy. Our bus driver would give us popcorn balls. And that was awesome. She was awesome. My bus driver would give me slips and kick me off the bus for several days. (laughs) You were naughty. I was naughty. Uh, But so I would, we get nothing from a bus driver, uh, which is too bad. But no, that's that's pretty cool. I, I that bonfires on the fifth of November. So that's what we call yeah. a bonfire. Well, I like that makes me like bonfires even more because now that makes bonfires sound uh, more Halloweeny. Yeah, something totally Halloweeny. Yeah, not just like a campfire. It's like it's a bonfire, yo. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we are this gonna spooky. light it up. So uh, I mean, if you guys have any kind of weird Halloween traditions or anything like that, or you know things that maybe you didn't know about Halloween. Um, but excited you to learn about them. Uh, you can always send us a tweet at Other Side Talk. It's probably the best way to reach us. And Mike. Yeah. We're celebrating Halloween with a sunspot only playlist of Halloween themed songs. That's right. You have a chance to get our weirdest songs in your ear holes by checking out our Halloween playlist. And that's on Instagram. How can people find that, Wendy? If you go to Instagram and check out Other Side Podcast, you'll see us explaining each of the songs in the countdown from 10 to 1. So the top 10 sunspot. We've got a lot of weird songs, but we kind of picked our favorite ones for this season to share with you. And we'll put that playlist up online so you can uh, tune in. Yeah, so you can enjoy that too. So we're, we're making your Halloween playlist a little bit easier. So it could be Monster Mash uh, and Thriller <laughs> and a couple songs from Rocky Horror. And then just all and I put a spell on you. Oh, yeah, I put a spell on you. It's a good one, too. Screaming Jay. And the season of the witch. Yeah, season of the witch. If you're into the psychedelic stuff, Two, you get a little Donovan three. in your life. I know, I know you want uh, some Donovan in your life. Happy Halloween, that Melody. Man himself. Anyway, yes, so please uh, check that stuff out. And speaking of songs that we're talking about. Oh, really? We're talking Can about kids hear? and Halloween oh, yeah, and the 80s and nostalgia and everything. I think the song this week... I don't well, know why I was kind of we both kind of goes Halloween, back like to that. Of my things now, Halloween. So let's try it again. Do you remember the first okay. time you ever got your heart broken? Okay, <laughs> so you start. Of course. Okay. Now, how, how old were you think? Oh, probably. Happy Halloween, Wendy. Age. Okay. Well, so that but that sticks <laughs> you with you right? this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sticks with you. And you think about those things. You know, the first time I, I got my heart broken, ah. I was like, I don't know, thirteen years old. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Maybe fourteen. No, I think I was thirteen years old. But I remember it very clearly. Yes, you did have a good one. And on it's funny. Uh, we're thinking about the inspiration for this song. Um, it, it, it wasn't any you know particular incident That's or something. Right. But sometimes sometimes you, you think about something or you think of a, someone a certain way or think of a situation a certain way and realize that, that you're thinking about oh, it that way. 
because of something that happened to you when you're Sweet. 13 Well, Magenta, you got to get your hairspray ready no. for that one. No, I'm a completely different person. I mean, maybe right. not well, that different. Sometimes well, I still you feel, don't have like to feel like I'm 13. You've been the same but most of the time, uh, I realized that that 13-year-old you know, didn't know what the hell was going on. I wore on. the same Star Trek yeah. uniform I've had for 20 years. So when you look at things from the perspective years. of a 13-year-old, you look at something from these events happen that emotionally scar us. That's right. So I've had that same Star Trek shirt. It's a little about like us. Since 1996. Like a harvest So I wore that on Saturday. setting we think about me right now. And, and that's Duh. the idea. that's the idea, but the thought that these things stick with you through time, and even when they shouldn't, and sometimes you have to realize that ancient history is just that, and this is ancient history by Sunspot.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. Happy Halloween to our Patreon members. Happy Halloween to the coolest people we know. Thank you very much for being part of the See You on the Other Side podcast community. What's going on this week, Wendy? Oh, we're so excited because we're going to have our Google Hangout and we are going to talk about Halloween movies. And we're, uh, we're going to watch a movie and discuss it. So I'm looking forward to that. And everybody, don't forget to wear your costumes because I want to see some Halloween spirit. That's right. So it's going to be on the Google Hangouts. We bring the videos. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check out our Google Hangouts yet, and if you're not a Patreon member, you you, you haven't, um, <laughs> go to othersidepodcast.com slash donate, and you'll learn more about connecting with the, the group of people that enjoy seeing their side, talking more about your favorite stuff with me, Wendy, my sister Allison, uh, different guests we've had in the show before. And well, it's just a fun time uh, to hang out, usually having some wine or some beers, um, and, and this week wearing a costume. That's right. And decorations. You know, whatever. Bring bring your Halloween spirit because it's going to be a spooky good time. Right. If you're not wearing a costume, you can just say, as like, I'm, I'm going as a guy that doesn't have a costume, and that's okay, too. That's right. But we want to give a special Halloween shout out to Dr. Ned. Dr. Ned, you, you treat us every month with that level of Patreon sponsorship where you get a shout out in every single episode. So, Dr. Ned, thank you very much for making it a very happy Halloween for Wendy and I. Yes. Happy Halloween. Oh, sir, we'll pray for the soul of you and your family if you give us a little cake. I'll pray for your soul if you give me a spot of cake. A penny for the guy. Can I get a penny for the guy? Ask for a penny for the guy. Can I get a penny for my guy? Boogity boogity. <laughs> ah.